hands together for the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Praise Him. Amen. You are welcome to this evening's teaching service. And God bless you for taking time to be here this evening Amen. to hear the word of God. Amen. I want to thank specially our Father and our Bishop for this great opportunity he has given us to gather and to listen and be taught by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you this evening. We bless your name. We thank you for this evening that you have brought us together. For your word says we should not neglect the gathering of ourselves together. It is according to your word that we have gathered here this evening. May we be taught by your word. May our spirit be built up as we are being taught by your word. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Put your hands together once again for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Last two weeks and last week, we have been looking at a topic how to disciple and retain new converts. Amen. Amen. And so we'll continue this evening. Last week, Adino Jones took us through. And so I will continue from where we ended last week. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Who remembers what we learned last week? A quick one. I need two people to tell us what they remember from last week's teaching service. Number one. Jesus is alive. Last week, I didn't know John's train and said, I'm a papa, and I'm a papa, this is our topic number. It's an answer, you read great invitation. I don't know. I say, a crying, a person, a crying, a china, and a train and say, as I see you, who are moody, baby, or moody, nay, in coffee, a bay on my side, some to a double comoho, now you've been new, mommy, now fee, you're no more fire, young coffa. I say, or some cancer say, say, your mommy, I'm sorry, Nina, young coffa, if you are no mania, boy, for soon, or some cancer say, say, you follow up almost so, now you're bomb. Amen. Put your hands together for him. Yes, who else? Praise him. Jesus is alive. Say, Obi a new converter, or you will be a wadi our fufro, or ye in fatum who say, A be our bad time while we will baffle, as a say, Wunim, Uhun, dear, or pe, Nedia, or beye, and Tisan, as I say, a quachin, a cranny, a baby, maw, my ye, a siamfoa, as I say, a womb, 
fi asase ye hu de omo pene ne omo mpe na se de ajuzaya so kaaye esese ye de omo fa kwan bebre so e kwan aye ye fa so aye beti ye beji yesu kristo di ya ye tena ye no esese sa na mo no ye de omo nso e fa mu bi e biti se bible e teaching service e se wo bi ano watso nsa no afra wo new convert na wa ba no no so aba bi tie nyame asem amen amen Put your hands together for them. Let us look at something in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. But exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. Amen. Amen. Yes. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more, as they see the day approaching. It says we should consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. So like um, our mother was saying, when we have our new converts, we must consider them. We must provoke them unto love and unto good works. And making them understand why they need not neglect the gathering of ourselves together. As a new convert, they are like wild animals that have been brought home. So if you go to the bush and you bring a deer home to domesticate it, it will not immediately start behaving like a sheep. It will take a very long time. In same vein, when we have a new convert, they don't automatically stay in the church. Something must be done. Something must be done. We must follow up on them. We must always encourage them. We must check up on them. And we have a lot of avenues to do that. Do you know that even Jesus Christ, despite the fact that he had his disciples always following him, he visited them in their homes. He visited Peter in his home where he healed his mother-in-law. He visited Matthew where he dined with other tax collectors. That tells us the importance of visitation. He visited Mary and Martha. He visited the home of Lazarus. Meanwhile, Jesus had all these people following him around. But what was the reason? Why was it needed for him to visit their homes? It creates a certain kind of bond and friendship amongst them. 
Because it got to a time Jesus Christ referred to his disciples, those that were with him, as his friends and his brothers and sisters. And so if someone is your friend, if someone is your brother, it means you take interest in the welfare and the well-being of the person. Amen. And so you show that by visiting the person. But in some circumstances, it may not be, it may not be um, possible. I tell you, to me, sister, you can call. Wait, my friend. You can send messages. Wait, me send a message. Amen. Amen. It helps us to foster a good relationship with our new converts. This brings me to the point, build a good relationship with the new converts. How can we build a good relationship with our new converts if we do not have a good communication with them. Relationships thrive on communication. Amen. Amen. And so whether we were the people that brought the person to church or not, if we have the opportunity, if we can meet the person, if we can the person. If we can call the person, we must do so. When we do that, it helps us to establish a good relationship with the person. Amen. Amen. And our Father provides there. He says, you know what? Among the reasons for which Jesus Christ was successful at making disciples for himself was the cordial relationship between himself and his disciples. Apart from the fact that they were his disciples, Jesus wholeheartedly accepted his disciples into two very important relationships. And so when you bring someone to church when we have a new convert we must put the person in these in any of these two categories in fact we must put them in both categories one he accepted them as his friends so these were Jesus' own words. He said, No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made them known to you. Amen. So he, called, he said, No longer do I call you servants. But I call you my friends. I see you as my friends. So whatever I have seen my father do, whatever I have heard from my father, I reveal them to you. Because you are my friends. This is how we must see our new converts. We must we must not see them as strangers. We must see them as friends. And we must accept them as such. As our friends. Then number two. He accepted them as his family. These were people that he did not relate to with blood. But when they came to him. 
He saw it as a great thing that they have left everything that they had to come to him. It wasn't an easy thing for someone to leave whatever he's doing and say that I will follow you. So like James and John, they left their father Zebedee. Peter left his occupation fishing. Matthew left his occupation as a task collector. All these people left whatever they were doing. They left their families. Because even at the point in time, the disciples asked Jesus, they said, we have left everything. We have left our families. We have left our jobs. We have left our friends. And we have come to follow you. What are we going to get? So it tells you the value of the things they left in order to follow Jesus Christ. And so it was important and it was right that Jesus Christ accepted them as his family. Because his own family, his own people were not following him. Because the account tells us that one time Jesus had sat with his disciples. And whilst he was teaching them, they drew his attention. He said, your mother and your brothers are looking for you. So who is my brother? Who is my mother? He said, they that are sat here with me, they are my mother, they are my brothers and my sisters. Amen. Amen. So Jesus Christ accepted them as his family members, as his brothers and his sisters. That was why they were able to be with him. Because if he had not accepted, accepted them that way, if he only treated them as strangers, I don't think they would have followed him. Because they had something doing. Something that earned them income. They had families. They had friends. But they left everything. And followed Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ accepted them as his family. Amen. Amen. It says, once Mary came to search for Jesus Christ, and when Jesus was told that his mother wanted to see him, this is what he did. And Jesus stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Here are my mother and my brothers. It tells you how valuable these people or those people were to Jesus Christ. And that is how we must see our convert, our new convert. That people that we must take as our brothers and our sisters. People that we must consider as our families. It means that whatever troubles them must be a worry to us. If they are sick, it must be our concern. If they are in need, it must be our concern. We must show them love. Amen. More so because you see, when some people make decisions that they want to follow 
a man of God. Or they want to be in a particular church. It is not always the case that their family members will allow them to go. Sometimes their families will fight them. They will stand against them. That why must you belong to this church? Why must you follow this man of God? We have a family church we attend. Why do you want to leave that and go and join this church? They may even threaten to reject the person. And so if we also do not accept the person as a family, we do not accept the person as a friend, do you think the person will stay? Because his biological family are, are up in arms against him because he has decided to fellowship with us. And if we do not accept the person as a brother or as a sister, he won't. Amen. Praise him. And so it is very important that we see our new converts as our families. Amen. Amen. Because every soul is important okay. to God. How do we establish an effective communication with our converts? Because one, know that they are people you do not know. You met them and you spoke the word of God to them. And the Holy Spirit convicted them and they decided to follow you to church. And so, in that instance, you, both of you are strangers to each other. But strangers can become friends. And strangers can grow from being friends to being families. Like I cited the last time, when we first secondary school. You had people coming from different regions. Different schools. If you are fortunate to go to that same school with some of your colleagues from your JHS, then you already have friends. But if not so, you must, you have to find a new friends or you automatically find new friends. You were all strangers. But from the very first day they put you together in one dormitory, in one classroom, you drew closer to each other and you became friends. How? Through communication. Through communication, you became good friends. And so it is important for us also to establish an effective communication with our new converts. This is the question our father is asking. How will there be a good relationship without good communication. Have you ever had a friend that all of a sudden is like you never became, you were never friends? What happened? It got to a point in time communication ceased. You were not calling. He or she was also not calling. You were not texting. He or she was also not texting. You were visiting. He equally did not visit. And so your relationship began to deteriorate. And there was a distance between you. 
And so you lost that friendship. And so every good relationship thrives on good communication. Quality and effective communication. It says Jesus did not have any problem with communication in that his disciples spent their time with him always. He had them follow him wherever he went. But in our day today, it is practically impossible that you have people following you around. Because you are living in Boshe, the person is living in Boy. Or he's living in Teshi. So he cannot be following you around every day. But it is also important for us to know that we are even more fortunate when it comes to means of communication. Because in the days of Jesus Christ, there were no WhatsApp platforms. There were no Facebook platforms. There were no mobile phones. And so if you needed to talk to someone, you would have to walk a distance to go and talk to the person. But we are fortunate that at any point in time you could hear from your brother or your sister. And so why are we not making good use of that? Sometimes we only restrict ourselves to texting the people. The person may read and may decide not to reply. But you must follow it up with a call. And so we call. Amen. Amen. Having to read a text message from someone. The feeling is different from having to help the person on phone. Amen. So when you call the person. From how the person speaks. You will know whether there is something wrong with the person. Or everything is alright with the person. Amen. Amen. And so we must frequently call our new converts. It gives us a sense of their state of being. Then also we must visit them. Like I told you earlier, Jesus Christ, though Peter was with him every day, Jesus took time off and visited Peter's home. And guess what happened? When he got there, he realized that Peter's mother-in-law was sick. And so he healed her. Luke chapter 4 verse 38 and 39. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 38 to 39. Yes. Now he arose from the, from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever. And they made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever. And it left her. And immediately she arose and served them. Amen. 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 Praise him. Jesus. Peter was following Jesus Christ all the time. Her mother-in-law was sick home. So Jesus Christ visited Peter's home. So you see that he visited his disciple. But he ended up healing the sick. And that person also became a follower of Jesus Christ. So when we visit 
when we pay a visit to our new convert, it may not be them that are sick, but it could be their relatives. Perhaps that happened for a reason. So that when you pray for that sick person and the person gets healed, they get convinced that their brother or their sister is in a good place. And they may follow him to the church. Amen. Amen. Jesus also visited Matthew. In Mark chapter 2, verse 14 to 17. And when he visited Matthew, Matthew was a tax collector. And so he had friends who were tax collectors. So they had also come to his place. And Jesus Christ dined with them. Let's. Yes, Mark let's chapter go. 2, verse 14. Yes. And he passed by. He saw Levi. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Aphios, sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, Follow me. So he arose and followed him. Now it happened, as he was dining in Levi's house, that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many, and they followed him. He said, whilst he was dying with him, he said, many tax collectors and sinners dying with all of them. Amen. Amen. So he went to visit an individual, Matthew. But he ended up saving a lot more people. That is the importance of visitation. It helps us to win others who ordinarily we would not have met them. Because that new convert that we are visiting, he or she has families. He has friends. Amen. Amen. Then Jesus also visited the house of Lazarus. In John chapter 12 verse 1 and 3, 1 to 3. John chapter 12 verse 1. Mm-hmm. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper. And Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of the of costly of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Amen. 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 Imagine Jesus Christ visited your home. The kind of ambience that he would have brought to your home. The, the kind of feelings you know you would have to have Jesus Christ visit your home. He will leave a lasting effect on you and your household. That Jesus of all people had visited you. Amen. Amen. So that is the same way it will be for our new convert when we visit them. That, hey, my church member has come to visit me. Hey, my sorry, Baba Sram. Hey, what sorry for the Omudo world? They hey, come to visit the people you. The people in your church, they love you. Amen. Amen. I remember um, a story 
Adino Jones, you know, when they visited, um, I think Brown and Hafu, when they went for a funeral, and then the reports they brought back, that they were amazed to find the church members of our sister Grace being with them for the mother's funeral. And so, from then, if Grace should tell them that she is going to church, they know what manner of church she attends. It's a church that cares for his members. It's a church that is concerned about his members. And so, when we visit our new converts, not only our new converts, even our old members, it leaves a lasting effect with them. It brings so much joy to them. It shows how we have accepted them as friends and family. Amen. Amen. Then we must also make calls. At least that's the least that we can do. By calling them. Calling them. Not all of them would have smartphones to be on WhatsApp and Facebook. But at least they may have a yam phone. That we can call to check up on them. It also helps for us to build that relationship with them. Amen. Amen. Now, we are talking about establishing a communication with our new converts. So, if you meet your new convert right now, or you visit his or her home, what are you to communicate with the person? What are you to communicate? One, you must know that you did not go in your name. You went in the name of the man of God and in the name of the church. And so you must know that you are there on church duties. So you are not there to go and gossip. You are not there to go and discuss politics. Even if you get there and they were discussing politics, no matter how tempting and inviting it is for you to join in the conversation, that is not the reason why you went there. You went there for a purpose. And so whatever you are going there to go and say must be based on the scripture. It must be based on the scripture. First of all, you must know that it is your duty to nurture that new Convert. And so when you get there, whatever you say to him or her must be words that will encourage the person. Must be words that will bring assurance to the person. Assurance of his salvation. It must be words that will minister grace to, to that new convert. It must be words that will admonish him or her. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Colossians 3:16. Yes. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Amen. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. So when you go to visit, 
Or when you meet your new convert, you are to admonish him or her using the word of God. Using the word of God. You must teach him using the word of God. You must equally exhort him. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Let us exhort one another as long as it is day. He said, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through deceitfulness of sin. This is why we must communicate with our new converts on a daily basis. Because they were in a state they were they found themselves living a certain kind of life before you brought them to the church now they are not coming to sleep in the church so when church closes they go back home they are living in a community and that community has formed something in them it has for all you know, they were born in that community. And in that community, they grew up, you know, knowing that when a lady or when a girl is 13 or 14 years, it is a fashion for the girl to get pregnant. That is the lifestyle that they live. And so when you brought, he, when you brought her to church, when church closes, she's going back, to ho- she's going back home. She's living in the same community. She has her peers. And so that lifestyle that they were living, if there is no communication, you know, to exhort that person, he will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Amen. Amen. And so there must be a communication that will exhort that fellow that will admonish that fellow that you cannot live your life like the other people are living. But if there is no communication, so we brought the fellow to church today and then we wait to next week the night before Sunday then you are calling the person. Communication has broken it will not be effective. And so that person will get hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Although you have taken the person away from sin, but the Bible says when demons, or when a demon leaves a person, he goes to roam in dry places. And when he finds no place, he comes back to where he was cast away. And he says the latter state of that person is worse than it was before. Amen. Amen. And so when you brought the person to church, the person gave his or her life to Christ. The person was prayed for demons were cast away there must be constant communication to let the person know what manner of life he or she must leave amen Amen. and so we must exalt the new convert on a daily basis then we must also comfort and edify them 
our communication, the kind of communication we have with them, must bring comfort and edification to them. Amen. 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 First Thessalonians five verse eleven. Thessalonians five verse eleven. Amen. 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 It said, wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also ye do. So when you communicate with the person, when, we, when you call the person, it brings comfort to the person. Probably that day the person may be going through something terrible. Or the day might not have been good or well with the person. But when you call the person, from the way the person is talking, you ask him or her, that mommy, what is wrong with you? Said, oh, A, B, C, D is wrong with me. And you use the word of God to comfort him or her. You console the person with the word of God. That is the kind, that is what our communication must be. It must be principally about three things. One, it must be of teaching and admonishment. It must bring exhortation. It must bring comfort and edification. Anything short of this, we are on our own. It is not about going to discuss politics. It is not about going to discuss football. Yes, it may be tempting and inviting to join them in that conversation. But the moment you join that conversation, whatever thing you are going to say afterwards will lose its favor. Because at that moment, they see you as an ordinary person because whatever conversation they were having so maybe it is boys boys they were talking about women you are also a boy you join them in that conversation and afterwards you are now coming to teach him the word of God you are now coming to edify him with the word of God it will not work amen it must be in such a way that anytime you get there, whatever conversation they are having, they will cut short the conversation because they know that my church member has come. And when that continues, you would see that it begins to transform that person. Because before the person came to church, he or she had conformed to the pattern of the world. But you are supposed to bring transformation to the person. And the transformation will come through the renewing of the person's mind. Which comes through the word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe we are learning something. Amen. We are going to pray. Because it is very important that we pray for our new souls. Our new converts. It is very important that we pray for them. Because the war or the battle that is going on 
The visitation alone is not enough. The calling alone is not enough. There is that bit of prayer that must go on. Because it is not a physical war that is going on. Where you can go and separate him from the adversary. Because you are not seeing the adversary with your eyes. It is a spiritual battle. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. In whom the God of this world. Have blinded the eyes of them. Which believe not. Let the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Who is the image of God should shine unto them. He said the God of this world. The God of this world. Have blinded the eyes of their understanding. He have blinded their eyes. That they are unable. To see the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And how does the God of this world manifest? It manifests in the things they hear on radio and watch on social media. So whilst you are visiting and calling him to come to church, there's someone that he is also listening to that is saying there is no need for you to go to church. When When you go to church, the pastor is just going to take away your money. The question is, what money does the person even have? Because sometimes when you go, you are the person, you are the one that even gives the person money. When the person comes to church, you are the one that even gives the person money. But it will, it will interest you to know that what the, that person is saying on social media and on radio. That when you go to church, the pastor will take your money. The pastor only wants you to come to church so that he takes your money. Meanwhile, this person has nothing. You are the one that even gives the person money. But he is inclined to believe that. That when he comes to church. The pastor will take his money. It is not his doing. It is not his fault. Because if he had any will, if, if he had the ability, he would have known that when he even comes to church, you are the one that gives him money. And so why don't I go to church always so that this brother or this sister will be giving me five cities? But he is inclined to believe that when he comes to church, it is so that the pastor will take his money. But through prayer, we are able to pull down strongholds that are holding these people captives. That although they have believed, they slack back. They and they don't want to come again. And so we are going to pray. We are going to pray. It could be their families. It could be the community they are living in. That have ganged themselves. To stop the gospel from you know, having its free course in the lives of these people. But when the gospel begins to have its free course in their lives. They will one day say. Once I was blind. But now I see. Once I was lost. But now I am found. 
Amen. Amen. Be on your feet. As we engage in prayers for our new souls tonight. Lift up your hands and begin to thank God. Open your mouth and thank God for the souls that He has given us for our new souls and our old souls. Those who have slacked back. We are thanking God for their lives. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and begin to pray. We are praying once again and we are thanking God for the impact of the great invitation. That he salvation to many souls. We are thanking God for the impact of the great invitation. That this impact will live forever and ever. That those that he has brought salvation to, they will be planted in the church. They will grow in faith yes, in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Rapa <laughs> 
of the Lord has consumed me. We are praying that the zeal of the Lord will consume our new convent. And all our members who have been away for very long time, we are praying that the zeal of the Lord will consume them. That they will fervently seek the presence of the Lord. And they will always desire to be here to fellowship with us. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands and begin to pray. Pray for the zeal of the Lord to consume our new covenant, to consume all our members. In the name of Jesus, Rapa, 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 Rapa,
You shall make a declaration, a decree, and it shall be established. At this moment, we are praying and we are making a decree for the vengeance of God to come upon any human agent, any agent of the devil, any voice from the pit of hell that is resisting our new convent, that is resisting our members from coming to church. We are decreeing the vengeance of God. We are decreeing the judgment of God. We are upon them in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and decree the Shut up, 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 shut up
Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. He says, And thine ear shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This so, is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left. He said, You will hear a voice behind you, but telling you this is the way, and walk in it. And the same way there are voices. From the pit of hell that is speaking to them. That is speaking to them. Manipulating our new converts. Even including some of our members. A voice from the pit of hell that is manipulating them. From coming to church. We are praying. The Lord, if they will hear any voice, it is the voice of the Lord. It is the voice of the Holy Spirit that is instructing them to come to church. In the name of Jesus. So we are praying. That Father silence any voice that is seeking to manipulate our new converts, that is seeking to manipulate our members from coming to church. Let every sad voice be silenced in the name of Jesus. Let every sad voice be muted in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray. Rap, <laughs> 
and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. He said, I commend you to God 
and to the word of his grace and to the word of his grace it is the word of his grace that will build our new conversion in the name of Jesus and so we are praying that any time we meet here as he has always done there will be a life transforming word that we shall receive from the man of God in the name of Jesus that will continually transform our new convert into becoming disciples of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus that will transform them into becoming signs and wonders in the name of Jesus and so we are praying for the continuous release of the life transforming word of God that comes from the altar Proceed from the from the mouth of a man of God yes, Lord. in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Lift up your hands and pray. <laughs> For the church, Psalm 2, the book of Psalm, chapter 2, from verse 1. It says, Why do the hidden rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cause from amongst us. Verse 4. He said, He that seated in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. In other words, he will make a mockery of them. He says, He that is seated in the heavens shall laugh. He shall laugh. We are praying for the church that wherever men have gone up, wherever men have risen, and have, they have made their mind that they will frustrate the church that they will frustrate the church through enemies we are praying 
that we shall laugh at them. Like the Lord laughs at his enemies. He will make a mockery of them. They will become a mockery in their societies. They will become a mockery in their families. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will turn them into nothing. In the name of Jesus. That whatever they have, whatever substance they have, for which reason it gives them that arrogance, that pride, that they gang up against the growth of the church that will frustrate the church we are praying and we are decreeing the vengeance of God upon them wherever they are in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus open your mouth and pray pray with all seriousness Last prayer. The same prayer we prayed for the church. We are praying it for ourselves and our families. That whoever any man or woman that is risen against us that they want to see us embarrassed and defeated the Lord will cause us to laugh at them any man or woman that has vowed that we will never know peace that we will never laugh again we are praying 
that the vengeance of God will come upon them and they will make them to become mockery in their community, their They will become nothing in their community in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Pray for yourself, pray for your family, pray for your children. Lift up your hands. Father, we thank you tonight Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you for you have given victory to your church Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your word says we should decree a thing and it shall be established. Yes, Lord. We have decreed that all those that have risen against your church, yes, Lord. they are defeated in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You say we should ask and you give us the healing for an inheritance. Lord, we are taking their possessions in the name of Jesus. Amen. That which they have that gives them the power to think of rising against your church. Yes, Lord. They are losing it in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, all our new souls, all our new converts, all our old members, yes, we are not losing any in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Yes, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Put your hands together Don't for the Lord. Mary,